Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. This episode of Seeds of Hope is about Jesus' parable of the workers in the vineyard. Thus, the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Well, here it is again. Of all Jesus' 40 parables, this is the one that I think most people have a tough time with. I did a survey last night at the 4 o'clock Mass, and I asked people, how many of you feel a little bit better about this parable as years have gone on? There were only a few hands that went up. You know, it just doesn't seem fair. In fact, somebody said we should name this weekend, It's Not Fair Sunday. <laughs> Those first people who came to work, they went to work at 6 o'clock in the morning. And the day goes 12 hours. So at 6 o'clock at night, they finished their harvesting. They agreed to a wage. But then they see these guys come in at 5 o'clock and work one hour. And they get paid the whole day's wage. They felt gypped. So in this story of Jesus, Matthew puts it in his gospel. He's the only one who has it of the four gospels. He wants to use this story of Jesus because it fit his church so perfectly. His church, scholars say, was mostly Jewish Christians. They were mostly Jewish, so they had followed Abraham all of their life. And now they knew the Messiah had come. And they were resentful about these Gentiles slipping in right before they thought Jesus was coming back. So he used the story of Jesus. He wanted to teach them. A few more things about this story. You know, the the people he goes out to hire, they're not bums. They want to work. No one's hired them. So when he keeps going out, it's not because they're lazy there's no work. And another thing a scholar said is perhaps the reason the landowner keeps going is the grapes are so ripe and the rains are coming. I need to get these grapes off the vine. And so he keeps going out there to get more workers. Perhaps Matthew's church knew those things about the story because it was a story that they could relate to about agriculture. The parable is not about fair wages or justice. It's really about God's generosity, God's grace. We can't earn heaven. We don't deserve heaven. It's a gift. I had a seminarian when I was teaching at the seminary. He was from Nigeria. And one day he was telling me about saying a thank you rosary. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I never heard of it before he told me. He said a missionary priest came to their village and told them about the thank you rosary as a way to grow in gratitude. Now, there's no rules about it, so I'm going to just tell you the way I say it. So I do the first part of the rosary just like normal. Apostles' Creed, Our Father, Three Hail Marys, and a Glory Be. And then for the rest of the rosary, I do this. This is the thank you rosary. On the Our Father bead, 
I think of some blessing I'm thankful for. So let's say I say my family. I'm thank, I thank you, Lord, for my family. And then here's the way you say it. For each bead, you say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you for my mom. Thank you for my dad. Thank you for my sister, Linda. Thank you for my brother, David. Thank you for all my cousins and aunts and uncles. Thank you for my grandparents and my godparents. Thank you so much. And then I say the glory be. And then for the next decade, another blessing. Now it may seem too simple. And it may seem too redundant, but try it. I think you'll be very surprised. It only takes five minutes. It's a way to grow into a greater spirit of gratitude. And the truth is, I think the happiest people I've met in life, they're almost all of them people of gratitude. It's hard to be really grateful and not be full of joy. Doesn't mean you don't go through hard things, but we go through them differently. You know what? Jesus was giving the gift of eternal life. And you could say, why would it matter to me? If I'm getting eternal life, why would it matter to me that Jesus wants to give that gift to somebody else, even somebody who gets it late in their life? Why would it matter? But think about the biggest sinner in the world that you might know, and there has been some big ones in our history. What if, at the last second, when they saw Jesus after they died, they converted? They truly converted. It might be hard for us. How can you let him in? The teaching is still there, and it's still hard. I want to conclude with a story, short one. Nikos Kazantzakis is a great Greek writer. This is a true story. He went up to Mount Athos, and he met an old monk up there. And he said to the monk, do you still wrestle with the devil? The monk said, well, I used to when I was younger, but now I'm old, I'm tired, And I think the devil has grown old and tired with me. So Nico says, well, your life must be great now then. He says, oh, no, it's worse. He says, it's worse. Why? Because now I wrestle with God. He says, you wrestle with God? He said, he wrestles with God about these hard teachings. You hope to win? And the monk says, no, I hope to lose. In other words... He's hoping God will help him see the way God sees. Help him see the truth and be able to live it. May that be our prayer too. Amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you.
If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.